Disclaimer, all the legal bases cited in this episode are an analysis of a law student, unless otherwise stated, and the majority of the statements given are solely based on opinion. Please consult a lawyer for your legal concerns. Hi, this is the introverted law student. And this is your host, Roan. I started this podcast to share my thoughts and stories about law education in the Philippines with the hope that I can encourage other people, especially other students out there, to also pursue law and their dreams. I am very happy that we are now on our eighth episode. Last week, the Supreme Court of the Philippines released Bar Bulletin No. 16, Series of 2020, which we will break down on this podcast episode. I will also share with you some thoughts and comments about it. I'd like to thank you all in advance for listening to this episode entitled Bar Matter, Law School Traditions, and Moving Forward. You are listening to The Introverted Law Student, a Filipino aspiring lawyer's stories and guides. So before we start, let's have a quick trivia regarding the topic. This is just a basic review of legal ethics, which is also a bar subject and a subject in law school. So let's just review the term bar. So bar is a collective term for the attorneys who are licensed to practice in the courts. The term bar originated in England with the partition of bar fixed for dividing the court hall into two parts for the purpose of separating lawyers and officers of the court from the general public. Black's Law Dictionary defines bar as the railing that separates the front area where the judge, court personnel, lawyers, and witness conduct court business from the back area, which provides seats for observers. It also defines bar as the whole body of lawyers qualified to practice in a given court or jurisdiction, the legal profession, or an organized subset of it. So regarding the bar matter, uh, maybe you will have a question why uh, the Supreme Court issues bar matter. The answer is in the Constitution, as the 1987 Constitution, Article 8, Section 5.5, states that the Supreme Court has the power to promulgate rules, pleading, practice, and procedure in all courts, the admission to the practice of law, the integrated bar, and legal assistance to the underprivileged. It is also explained in the case of Inrekonanan of 19 
54. It was stated that in the judicial system from which ours has been evolved, the admission, suspension, disbarment, and reinstatement of attorneys at law in the practice of the profession and their supervision have been disputably a judicial function and responsibility. Ready? Go! So, let's now proceed with our topic. I am not a bar taker yet, as I am only in my third year of my law studies. However, this is also a matter of public concern, and as a law student, I also wanted to keep myself informed of the current status regarding the conduct of bar examinations, especially because I will also be taking this exam soon, hopefully. <laughs> so now let's digest the Bar Bulletin number 16 series of 2020. In summary, it contains the following important points. Number one, that each subject shall now have three examiners, which according to the Supreme Court is to maximize efficiency in the evaluation of answers in light of the projected increase in examinees due to the postponement of the 2020 bar examinations. Number two, that there is a possibility of computerizing the bar examinations under a localized and proctored setting. Number three, that there will be a series of activities which shall be commenced to test the viability of the proposed system, such as two mock bar examinations in several law schools in the country. And number four, that an announcement shall be made in the first quarter of 2021 regarding the modality of the 2021 bar exam. So, My thoughts about this is that, first, I commend the Supreme Court in their flexibility to try different methods in order to conduct the bar examinations. It is well noted that some professions have not postponed their licensure exams amidst the pandemic, such as the physician licensure. However, This is not very easy for the bar exam, as other licensure exams are done using the multiple choice type of questions, while, as we all know, majority of the questions in the bar exams are using what we call the essay type. Second point is that although it is good to have more numbers of examiners, My fear is about the standards to be used by these examiners with regard to the checking of answers, especially with essay answers, because this can be subjective. And if many people or examiners will check, there can be different standards, but I really hope that they can use the same standards for checking. 
this fear is more imaginary than real. As the Supreme Court may have thought about this, before implementing the said change. Also, I have also asked some bar takers and some professors about their thoughts about the computerized exams, the computerized bar exams. And most of them said, especially the professors, which are lawyers, that they are not very happy about it, basically because of the tradition or what they said, the experience. According to them, their experience of taking the traditional examinations, which is the pen and paper on a physical setup, should not be done away. And it is better to postpone the exams until it is safe. This is for the bar passers to have the pride of being admitted to the bar like most of them had. The bar takers, on the other hand, are concerned about the new modality being more difficult than usual, taking into account that there are possibilities of slow internet connection, possibility of power interruptions, and other circumstances which may affect the conduct of their exams. As for myself, who is not very fond of traditions, I think what matters most is that at the end, there will be more lawyers who can who can help our country, especially during these times. Many people might think that there is enough supply of lawyers in this country. However, what we need is or what we need are good and ethical and ethical lawyers who will defend and respect our laws and constitution, who will help people and fight for their cause. It's sad to say that although there are plenty of lawyers in this country, many people are still not informed about their rights and are ignorant about the constitution and the laws. Many people are being detained for a long period of time without being properly heard and the right to due process is not being observed. In criminal law, there is a rule that an accused is presumed innocent unless proven guilty beyond reasonable doubt. However, our judgmental minds have already passed judgment upon a person without first hearing their side. And that is what happens in real life. Going back, I believe that tradition, if not helpful, must be abandoned if we are to move forward, especially if the necessity of time needs us to become resilient and forces us to grow. We often hold on to traditions which are not very helpful, especially in the process of teaching. 
forgetting the big picture that the most important aspect of education is to facilitate learning. In my previous episodes, I have already talked about law school exams, especially during this pandemic, that we have all moved to remote learning. My school's directive to all professors is to simulate the normal conduct of class and exams as much as possible. Some professors deem this necessary to maintain the tradition. In the process, the real question is, have you really facilitated our learning? Or have we learned at all? In the conduct of the exams, most professors are obsessed with the idea of preventing cheating, which is why they deem it necessary to use online conferencing softwares so that they could see us while we were answering. But were they able to see everything behind the dead spots of what they can view in their cameras or let's say in their screens? What is cheating to be exact? In the classroom, we were able to do away with it. But why are we not able to accept that the rule isn't applicable in the online setup. Instead of being obsessed with it and imposing unrealistic expectations, unnecessary burdens, and Jurassic methodologies on us, why can't we just accept that we cannot do anything about it and just give exams which will need extra thinking, research, and reasoning? which cannot be found by simple appreciation of the law by its face. In the real world, isn't it that we are all allowed to view all our references? Because the real world, the real world problems and issues cannot be solved by mere face value and understanding. My fear is that our education system is being more exclusive than inclusive. And during these times, the wide gap between the rich and the poor is being more evident. We are all fed up with obsolete traditions, which must be abandoned so that we can all move forward. And during these trying times, when our resiliency as Filipinos is being tested, we must try everything we can to see the bigger picture. We must not do away with the main goal, which is to facilitate le learning no matter what. So that would be all my opinions and take regarding this matters and this episode. For all the bar takers, I wish you all good luck and study well, study smart. I will hope and pray that you can pass the bar regardless of the modality which will be used. And let us all move forward with this situation and hope that the best will come on us that this pandemic will be over 
and everything will be back to normal again. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Introverted Law Student. Please don't forget to subscribe.